This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Let's welcome in special guest in the studio. He is the president of FC Tulsa. He's Sam Dorn. He's here on the Blitz 1170. Sam, long time no see, man. How are you? Good, man. How about you? Not as good as you, I guess. I mean, as, well, a, as a, you know. Wemby fever, as we talked about. So. Don't break it up, Sam. First thing that up. he said when he saw my shirt was, oh, you got to be living it right now. I indeed am. Last night was a lot of fun, Sam. A lot of fun, I'm not going to lie. And the future looks good. Huh, Mavs fan? Looks really good for us in San Antonio. Whatever. <laughs> I, all those foot exercises he's doing, I hope it doesn't pan out. Ah, He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, man, I feel like we got a ton of things to dive into with you. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen you. We're at here setting on, on June 23rd. So let's just rip the Band-Aid off right here off, off the top. We got a lot to get to because next week's going to be fun, man. Yeah, and I am, I am super fired up about what's happening with, with Griffin for it. But a uh, little bit of a rough, rough spell right now. I know the results aren't there with, with where you want them to be. Uh, but people have to understand, right, a part of this is, is the process. And injuries have played rather a significant role with you guys so far to this point in the season. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're a group that's never going to make any excuses. We, you know, we, we have to win. We have to find a way to, to win games, injuries or, or not. You know, we feel like we built a roster that could uh, withstand um, yeah. injury, uh, to be honest. And so uh, for us is we got to find results. I would say, you know, if this was three weeks ago, um, we felt like we were in a really good spot. Uh, you know, we weren't getting wins or, you know, results that we thought maybe we, I don't want to say deserved, but, um, could have had, should have had, Mm -hmm. um, you know, look at San Diego and own goal in the last minute to cost us a draw Detroit played them off the field and ends one, one, um, you know, some other resorts, you know, that you could point to and two or three points in the standings in the East this year goes a long way. Right. So I think three weeks ago, we felt like we were still in a really good spot to go get a home playoff game, to be honest, which was our goal at the start of the year. We don't shy away from that. We had just beaten Louisville. I think we then had a 0-0 draw at Monterey, and that's where we started to pick up the injury bug a little bit. And, um, you know, then we went to Loudoun and scored the first goal, and we thought we were in a – hey, we're looking at taking seven points on a three-game road stretch, which in this league is, is oh, tough to do, right? No doubt. And you got Phil, and he scores the game winner in Louisville, and he scores the first goal, and, and – you know, loud and, and you feel really good. And then, you know, you're, let's call it 225 minutes later uh, and you feel a lot different about the season. And so uh, we got one more game until the halfway point. Um, it's a big one. It's a massive one beyond what we're here to talk about and Griffin and everything going on. It's, it's Detroit, it's a home game and we got to start winning home games. Uh, and so, um, you know, you win that and then all of a sudden, you look at the standings and you feel a lot better. I mean, it's crazy, but we feel like we cannot play any worse than what we've played this far, and we still have a shot at the playoffs. And so um, I think the positives, there's negatives we can discuss, but I think the positives are the group still has belief. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you start to see belief leave the locker room, that's when you know you're in trouble. That's not this group. Uh, and then I think – you know, most importantly is there's not yelling at each other. There's not finger pointing. There's not, you know, the blame game going around. Um, everyone's composed. And I think the players to a man think that the fans, um, the club, the coaches have given them everything that they need to be successful and that it's on them to figure out the solution. And so I think that shows a lot of leadership uh, and maturity uh, amongst the group. Um, and, you know, this break it's either going to be the best thing that ever happened to us or, or the worst thing being off this weekend because as competitors, 
you know, you want to be back out there. Um, but to get away from it from a little bit, a lot of the guys are in Chicago or Dallas or wherever they may be kind of resetting. And when they come in on Monday, it's really go time the rest of the year. We got 18 games to to make this right. And as you know, you win four or five in a row and it's game on. It's it's game on. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's, we're, no, we're not going to shy away from the fact that where we currently are is a disappointment. But as you know, with myself, Jeremy, and where the organization's going, um, we're always going to look to continue to improve and get better and push the envelope. And it is a process. I don't like, you know, who is it? The Sixers trust the process. I'm yeah. not asking <laughs> trust the process. That's not it. But we have a first-year head coach. We have two first-year assistants, and we got a ton of new players. And so um, I think we have to have some patience to not panic uh, and we have to support the group that we have because it is a, you know, our goal this year was to make the playoffs. Next year was to win a championship. And so we can still make the playoffs this year. We can still win a championship next year. And so um, we're, we're, we're going to remain positive. There were a couple of things in there that you said, but I do want to highlight something that we kind of referenced off the air. I think with the last several matches is a prime example of when people talk about how cruel that this sport can be. Sometimes the cruelest sport. Yep. Uh, you mentioned playing Detroit off of the entire pitch. Yep. You guys dominated that from from the opening kickoff all the way through, and you get the, the result that you did. It is cruel, isn't it? And sometimes it feels like that it's not fair. Uh, and we can all list other examples of whether it's this organization or other organizations that have that have been involved in, in this sport, which is a great sport. But damn, is it not difficult sometimes? And it, yeah. And it's hard to say, like, you know, what have we done wrong? You know, uh, you know, and I just tell our guys like we can't. It is what it is. Right. And eventually, over the course of 34 games, you would think the breaks are, are going to even out. And if they don't, it's still on us. It's our responsibility. And so. You know, I refuse to make excuses. I, I could point to different areas. I think really it comes down to I truly feel we've been better uh, than most teams box to box. It's in the box, both defensively and on the attacking side, uh, where we've just not been good enough. Uh, and other teams are punishing us for our mistakes, and we're not punishing them for their mistakes. And so I think box to box, we've been the, the better team. Uh, in the box, we've not been ruthless enough to put it in the net and keep it out of the net. And so I think our focus the last 18 games, we have to own both boxes. And if we do that, we'll be in good shape because the middle of the pitch, we feel generally good about our style and what we're trying to do, but we've got to be better in the boxes. You had mentioned inside the locker room what the vision is. Uh, we can call it culture under first-year head coach, um, you know, new assistant coaches, so many new faces to the organization in itself. Isn't that half the battle, though, Sam? Is that you guys have already at least gotten to a point where they're willing to man up in a certain way and and admit what's going on, but also remain incredibly positive about yeah. what's happening right now? 100%. And I think that's, look, it's a results-based business and people pay good money, hard-earned money to come to our games, their time to watch our games, uh, and they deserve better results, right? Uh, but I do want to be very careful not to tear down what we've been working the last yeah. 12 months on building because... Quite frankly, as I told you, I think it was 12 months ago that, you know, we did have a bit of a, a culture issue, I thought, and uh, we needed to have higher expectations and higher standards. And maybe we're a victim of our own standards uh, and expectations, but uh, the culture is there. It's 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 getting there. And I would tell you, even attracting a guy like Phil to Tulsa, um, 
was a big step for us, right? This is a guy that's second in the league in goals last year. He's come here. He's fallen in love with Tulsa. We're talking about next year. He's helping us recruit players for next year. This is a guy that, you know, two months ago would have never considered, um, you know, Tulsa as a destination to come play soccer. Now he sees how we treat things day in and day out, first class, the amount of effort, film, you know, the training sessions, the fans, you name it. And so we're making progress. And this is a guy that, you know, he goes to Memphis and we get beat 4-0. Um, and he probably had the right to be the most pissed off, if I can say that. Um, and instead he said, no, it's on it's on all of us. I have to be better. Uh, and the fans deserve better and the club deserves better. And so um, I think we have a really strong culture that's being built and the results just haven't come quite yet. But the confidence is not gone from the project and the vision and the group. And that might sound crazy on the outside, but um, I think we're realistic about where we are, but we can still be realistic about you know where we're going. I'm glad you brought up Phil. Uh, that's a two-way street, right? Mutually beneficial, not only for you guys, but for him. Yeah. Because he came on with us in an interview and I asked him, I said, I'm asking you this because you've been vocal about this and other platforms. He was unhappy with his situation with what happened in Memphis. He used that as a as a driving factor here to come in and to uh, use this as a clean slate, go and find his next path forward. So both of you are benefiting off of that. But that's just one example of how aggressive that you guys have been. You guys have been incredibly active of trying to add new pieces into the culture that's in place here, which tells me there's a want, there's a drive, there's a passion there to continue to evolve and get better no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah, and, and thanks for bringing that up. Uh, let me talk about Phil, and then let me talk about the aggressiveness that I think will resonate with with both of you. But Phil, look, we, we went into it knowing it was a risk to bring Phil here. We knew he was going to be happy to be here. I, I did some back channel work and understood, you know, he just was not happy with the way he was treated in, in Memphis. And that's their business, not ours. But mm-hmm. I, I knew we weren't going to get a guy that was going to be unhappy to be here with our club and, and in Tulsa. Now, the risk was he is a free agent at the end of the year, right? And every club in the league wants him. Every club in the league is going to offer him. He can also potentially go to MLS. And, you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of Scandinavian clubs um, interested in Phil and he may end up in Europe. And so we knew it was a risk that we were getting a rental. However, we also knew if he did well, we would do well. And so um, he's also very connected within the league and he's going to talk to other players about, hey, this is a hidden gem. This is the staff. This is how training facility, the fans, the organization, the ambition. And so that's already paid off in spades. I mean, he's recruiting other players to Tulsa. And the second part on aggression that I do want to touch on is we're all in this, and you guys have been athletes. Uh, we don't want to be average. Uh, we want to win trophies. And we did not feel like we could win a trophy at the time with the group that we had. And that's why we made the move. We thought that Phil and Tommy could help us win a trophy. Now, look, could it backfire to where we are right now in 10th, 11th, 12th? Absolutely. But I will just tell you, and if I go down on the sword, that's fine. I'd rather fail than not go for it because living in the middle as you've seen in the NBA and other sports, 6th, 7th, and 8th, what's the point? Uh, And so we're always going to be aggressive. We're not going to be reckless, but we're going to be strategically aggressive to try to win a trophy. And we felt like we had to make the moves 
popular or unpopular to to win a trophy. Scared money don't make no money. Don't make no money. I hear that. Speaking of new additions, uh, one of the dudes that came into studio kind of curious how he's doing as a new addition to the to the team. Uh, Adam, how how's he fared so far, and how does he like being here in Tulsa? Dion had a good rapport with Adam yeah. back and forth when he was in studio. Adam, a- guy. Adam Adam is um, look. He's a great example of. Um, I think where soccer is going in the in the U.S., where the U.S. has a really healthy second division now, which is really important to growing the game in the country and growing our players and getting our players where they need to be because Adam is a player that probably right now is not quite good enough to play significant minutes in, U- in MLS, right, at the top division, but is too good for MLS Next Pro, which is the third division of soccer. And for MLS teams right now, you either have – you know, the first team or the second team, which is in division three. And it's really, I have really good friends at the MLS level, but it's a glorified Academy league, right? You're playing 17, 18 and 19 year olds and no offense to them. They're not competing for their job and their livelihood every single day where we have grown men in our locker room that if they don't produce, they're not feeding their five-year-old, as you said, next year. And so Adam is the perfect example of a kid who is too good. I think for division three, not quite ready for, the, the prime time, at least from a significant minute standpoint, he's obviously played minutes in MLS. He scored a goal in MLS. He has the talent. He needs to find the consistency and a level like our level. He's finding it tougher than he even thought, though. I bet you if you brought him back in and you asked him about the level of the league, it's it's way higher than I think what he probably even expected. And it wasn't from an arrogance standpoint. It was USL has come a long way in two or three years in the level of play of USL. And so for him, it's about consistency. His high-end talent is there. It's why he was in the youth national team setup, why he was, on, why he still is on an MLS deal. He's got high-end athleticism, unbelievable speed. He's got pretty good soccer IQ. But now it's the consistency performance in and performance out. And I think for him, it comes down to physicality. Even though he's athletic, you got to win the duels. You got to want it more than the guy across from you. And so I think for him, that's probably kind of the part that he's learning. But he's got an infectious personality and smile, and the guys in the locker room absolutely love him. You got a few minutes? You got to run? Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay, because we're, we're up against it. Uh, it's 2.15 here on the Blitz 1170. Matt, aren't you proud of me? I'm trying to do better with staying on the clock. I'm extremely proud of you. I yes. know. <laughs> Look I at him go. I know. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We haven't even gotten into what next week is going to look like uh, with FC Tulsa, with Griffin Media, what we're also doing here on the radio side. I also want to ask Sam about the excitement level that is, you made a a reference there, soccer in this country Mm. and the level that it's at now and what the next four years are going to look like in this country with another announcement that was made earlier today. We'll get into all of that and more next year on the Blitz 1170. Sam Doerr is with us, the FC Tulsa president. This is the Blitz. Thank you for tuning in here on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.